The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. On today's episode of the Braves Country podcast, we welcome a Braves fan who is one of the most talented and prolific songwriters in country music today. Brent Cobb was born in America's Georgia and raised in Ellaville, Georgia, and he's the real deal. From Grammy nominations to touring with Chris Stapleton to writing songs recorded by the likes of Little Big Town, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Kenny Chesney, Luke Bryan, and the Oak Ridge Boys. And he has a brand new Southern Gospel record out now called And Now Let's Turn the Page that is simply phenomenal. And he's playing Alpharetta, Georgia this Saturday, June 18th at Ameris Bank Amphitheater with, uh, is it Marin Morris? It is Marin Morris. Morris. Yes, she's incredible. And uh, so it's the perfect time to welcome Mr. Brent Cobb right. to the Braves Country Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Brent. Thank you all very much for having me. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's such a pleasure to get to talk to you. You and I seem to be on the same page when it comes to being from Georgia and um, and just loving the Braves and and loving music and I don't know, man. You when you when you sing and when you speak, it it talks directly to me. It's like it was written for me. You know, I, I was born and raised up in Northwest Georgia. It's the same thing up there as it is down south. It's just regular folks. They work hard and they go home That's and right. they uh, they love America and they love Georgia and they just love who they are and they're proud of who they are. Absolutely, yeah. I, there's not, you know, there's not a whole lot going on where I'm from, but uh, but there, yeah, there's a whole lot of love, you know, and uh, and I, and it's it's so neat to be on this right now because my grandpa, you know, if there ain't nothing going on, we'd be sitting out in the backyard, and he'd always have the Braves on coming out of his old Chevrolet truck, you know, old Chevrolet pickup truck stereo system, and so sitting out, sitting out there under a pecan tree, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm into. It's the kind of stuff I write about, you know. And, uh, and there's a lot of that that's still going on in this world, whether you can believe it or not. That's know? right. Yeah, well, so, turn off the news and turn on the Braves. That'd be the best idea. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Is that a slogan? Yeah, it ain't, <laughs> but we need to put it on a T-shirt. You just wrote it. You just wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are we co-writing a song right now? <laughs> Let me tell you, we can get started right away. It's great to be on the Braves Radio Network because I, too, listened to the Braves as a kid on the radio, and, and I really think it's an American art form, much like country music. And, uh, and uh, you, you know, I, I really love the radio side of it. I, I watch the game on TV, too, but I, I know you're a radio guy when you're driving around out there, aren't you? Absolutely. Well, you know, the radio for me was always 
I talk about this a lot, and it's hard to kind of uh, it's hard to articulate it perfectly. But there was something about the the feeling and of lonesomeness, but in a good a loneliness in a good way. Being lonesome, the only connection when I was a kid growing up to the rest of the world was the radio. And so, whether that be sitting in my daddy's shop and listening to uh, Rick Jackson's uh, country classics, yes, sir. you know, or it, you ever listen to that? Of course. Every Sunday, you know, he'd have a theme that would it would be like, here's uh, the theme is cheating, you know, or yeah. now here's murder ballads or whatever, you know. He'd have he'd have a theme every Sunday, and me and Daddy would sit out there every Sunday and listen to that, or whether it be listening to the Braves. But that was the only time, you know, before the internet and stuff that we even when the internet took off, we didn't have the internet, and uh, and so that was the only connection to the rest of the world really but 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 we're sitting there alone you know in the shop in the in the middle of rural georgia and uh i don't know like you just said there's something there's just something real special about that it's something that's classic classically american somehow yes sir talking to brent cobb here on the braves country podcast and you nailed it it is classic american it's almost like reading a book and i've used this example a few times when you read a book you, you build that that picture of what's happening in that book unlike when you watch a movie and it paints the picture for you and that's why when you read the book the movie Correct. ain't nearly as good as as the book was read a book come on now Tom. yeah well when you know once in a while when you get real real <laughs> you know radio does the same thing it's the same thing it lets your mind it lets your own mind naturally wander and there's something to that granddaddy didn't call it uh 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 he didn't call it meditation when he was sitting out there looking at a, a cornfield but that's what he's doing. We'd sit out there for hours and just look at the cornfield and listen to the radio. That's good for you, you know. I know a lot of folks doing that right now, you know. And that's it's it's just good to know that I, I just wrote a song called "Where'd All the Regular Old Country Folks Go," and it's about that kind of stuff. I know where I'm from. We still do it, and so I know there's a lot of folks listening today that are still doing that. It's important, you know. I'm trying to pass it down to my kids as well. Are you keeping up with the Braves this season pretty closely? What do you think about this extended winning streak that they're on right now? I mean, Lord, come on, man. There was a minute that, that was, uh, you know, I I don't ever lose faith. But there was a moment, and now here we go, man. I mean, it's, we didn't want a bunch of them. And, you know, the record, I think, for the Braves in Atlanta is 15. Uh, for the league, it's 22. And I think looking at the teams we got coming up on the schedule and the way we're playing we we might have a shot at that of course ozzy going down it's not gonna that's help. gonna be problematic i, I know man it, yeah it almost feels like 95 again a little bit the Uh-oh. last season and this season in 95 you know that was i was a household divided now down there my mother's from cleveland ohio oh <laughs> so that was the indians yeah and uh my my mom and my uncle went up and uh went went to the world series and watched it and uh I didn't know what to do. I was split, man. My split between my mom and dad. Wow. I just had to. <laughs> but no, but this <clears throat> this team just feels like that, you know. It just feels, man. It's just the Braves are on fire, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a good time to be any kind of Georgia sports fan. At Heck yeah! Now, are you a Bulldogs fan too? I am. Yes. Go How about them baby. dogs? Yeah. That's right. Who's your favorite Georgia Bulldog of all time, and who's your favorite Brave player of all time? I always loved uh, Andrew Jones with the Braves. I called him Smiley. Maybe everybody called him Smiley, but that joker always looked so happy to get up there <laughs> he did. and knock one out the park. Um, I don't know. Uh, Bulldog. Let me, shoot, I don't even know, man. There's a guy from America's Georgia. Guy, I'm, I'm my name, my, my mind's going blank right now because I'm, I'm riding around looking for some service. Uh, mm-hmm. So forgive me if I... 
if I can't think well, I'm trying not to. Well, you know, with the dogs, it's more you know, like a team thing. You know, everybody just loves the dogs. It don't matter. You know, and, and we love the tomahawk too. Whoever wears the tomahawk, but you know, we don't really get into the individuals when it comes to the bulldogs, except for. Uh, Mr. Buck Ballou, who's walking around here somewhere. Yeah, he was quarterback him. of that uh, 80 national championship team. But but going back to the uh, the players from Americas, I mean, there was Leonard Pope that was the tight end, and then uh, Tyler Clark more recently, both of them from Americas. Yeah, it's a Pope. And when I was around college age, that was where everybody was just on fire about that guy, you know? Yeah, he was he was something else, still doing, uh, still doing good stuff in the NFL for sure. Absolutely. Now, Brent Cobb, you are burning up the road this summer. It looks like you're out on the humble quest tour with Marin Moore. Uh, stopping this Saturday at Ameris Bank Amphitheater in Atlanta. or well, Alpharetta, that's yeah. where I live. Uh, and then it just keeps on rolling. It looks like you'll be out all summer. And, and you've told me, and I don't think it's a secret, that you're not really a fan of touring. So I wonder, you know, how's the road treating you out there? It ain't too bad when you're when you're out on tour with somebody like Marin Morris and you're playing these amphitheaters, you know, or, or uh, <laughs> like we did, three, we did three years with Chris Stapleton. Yeah. <laughs> 2017, 2018, 2019, and those tours are not so bad, you know. <laughs> I guess uh, not. You know, the road is the road. It's just a necessary part of it all. And for, for whatever reason, all I ever wanted to be was a songwriter. For whatever reason, they've all gone hand in hand. I've had to make my own albums, and it has pushed my writing career as a writer for other people. I tell a joke at a lot of my shows that it's taken me about 16 years to get to the bottom, and I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's exactly it. how I feel. <laughs> I love it. I want to tell you, you've given the world something real important with that new Southern Gospel record that you put out. Mm-hmm. And now, let's turn the page. And let me tell you, I listened to it last night, listened to it from beginning to end. And um, and, and I said I wasn't going to tell you this, but I'm going to anyway. I listened to Old Rugged Cross, man. My eyes all watered up. And um, it was just one of those when, when it hits you the way it's supposed to. And you know it's something deeper than just Brent Cobb singing. There, there's more to what's happening. Yes, sir. That's uh, I wanted to make a Southern Gospel album since I picked up a guitar. But we grew up, I grew up going to a little bitty country church in Webster County called Antioch Baptist Church. And uh, that's, you know, my granddaddy led the singing. And then when he stopped leading the singing, my daddy leads the singing to this day. And it's just mostly family, congregation, you know, no more than about 30 folks that go to that church. And that's on a real good Sunday. That's usually a homecoming. <laughs> you got right. dinner on the grounds. Right. Yeah, the old rugged cross, I appreciate that. That song is probably the mo- I'm most connected to that song of all the old uh, Southern Baptist hymns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I'll tell a mystical story about it. I don't want to go, go too out there, but my grandpa's mom, that was her favorite. My great-grandma, that was her favorite gospel song, the old rugged cross. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he, when he was, the week he was supposed to get married, he had a dream, and uh, in this dream, he's walking, and it's a funeral. He walks up to the casket, and it's himself in the casket. And so he wakes up, and he tells his mother about this dream, and she says, well, baby, that means that someone close to you is going to pass away soon. And that week, she passed away, the week that he got married. Oh. And when the night that she passed away, all of his siblings woke up singing, the old rugged cross wow. they didn't know about this until the next day when they found out they had lost their mother wow. well fast forward to april 2012 april 4th uh was when my granddaddy passed away and at his funeral he wanted the old rugged cross play because it was his favorite gospel song and uh there was a hymnal sitting up on the the piano me and my cousin were sitting on the front here uh front pew beside the piano and the guest singer that was going to sing the old rugged cross uh before he got up there 
so often the fan would turn a page on that hymnal book, and we were watching it. And right before he sat down, that hymnal book, the page landed on the old rugged cross. Oh, my Lord. So when he sat down, he didn't, he didn't even have to flip the page. He just Goodness. sat down and started playing. Good. And uh, so that song is, is very near and dear to, to my soul, you know. And so I appreciate that that uh, that you, you're feeling that, you know. Man, There's definitely a, a little more emotion in that, yeah. a little more spirit in that one. It's well, real. You can hear it. The emotion of that experience comes through in the recording, and uh, and it's amazing that you're bringing your family history forward like this. And, and I know that members of your family were deeply involved in the recording. <laughs> Tell us who all is on the record with you and how all that came together. Well, First, it was produced by my cousin, Dave Cobb. Dave Cobb is now a superstar producer. He produces Chris Stapleton and uh, a ton of folks, man. Uh, Randy Carlisle, uh, Sturgill Simpson. The list goes on and on. Shooter Jennings. Uh, we met in 2006 for the first time. We didn't grow up together. But anyway, we've worked together over the years. And, and so when I got ready to make a Southern Gospel album, I, I knew it would only be appropriate to have him be the one to do it. He grew up in Savannah, and he grew up Pentecostal, but he would come to Richland, Georgia, and visit his grandparents. And uh, <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, his grandma, my great-aunt Christine, uh, when she passed away, I was a pallbearer at her funeral, and I was 17, 18, and, uh, and so when he came down for that, that's how we met. But she would used to come to our church, and she would do the guest singing, and she would do uh, We Shall Rise. Mm-hmm. which was the first song I knew that Dave and I were going to record for this Southern Gospel album. Now, mm. we did it We did it a little more Southern rock style. Right, right. that's <laughs> all right. Uh, great Aunt Christine, when she would, it, it, she would do it with the same amount of fire. Now, mm. she would have her clogs on, and she'd be stomping her clogs and singing a cappella to the top of her lungs. But uh, So, anyway, Dave and I got on that, and uh, we recorded that song, and then uh, I wrote one of the songs, the only original on there is a song called When It's My Time I wrote with my wife and then of course I had my dad and my mom and my sister come and sing on uh, Blessed Be the Ties the mm-hmm. Bind which is how the album ends mm-hmm. That was uh, that's how we end each church service at our church we all hold hands and we, we sing that wow. song and so I wanted to capture that with my family and then I also had my dad's uh, little gospel trio sing the harmonies on the old rugged cross and on old country church it's it's a family uh, affair you know i love it there's just so much beauty in in the way you're describing this and the way you describe growing up and we talk about faith on the show all the time andrews that's that's where i find my identity you know and and uh, a lot of people find yes, it sir. in work and i don't find it in work m- very much find it in in my faith and in in my wife and my son because those are the two people i care about more than anybody else in the world and and I just feel like that right now the world could use some gospel music. Well, I, I share the same humble opinion. But I'll say this, too. I, I wanted to make the album for folks that may not even be into religious music, you know. Mm-hmm. They, if you're just a believer in music, yeah. I wanted to make this album for you as well. You know, that, that all music that we do here, uh, all music comes from gospel music. Yes, sir. And, uh, and so I, I constantly, where there are a lot of folks that, the further along they go in their musical journey, uh, sometimes they kind of want to branch out and do something that, that maybe isn't a part of their foundation or their root system. But I've always strived with each album to dig deeper into the root
root of what it is that I do and where it comes from. And so this album is no different. I got to tell you that I think you've done it. You've made it where it's uh, it's just a great listen. It's a great album, and it's uh, it's really you know outside of it being the subject matter that it is and that history you just laid out with your family and all that. It's really kind of almost a southern rock record, uh, a country southern rock gospel record, you know. And I've got to tell you, I. I love track number seven uh, that you mentioned earlier, We Shall Rise. It's perfectly placed uh, as the apex of the record, and it's, it's such a soulful southern gospel blaster, and it's a song that could fit right in uh, with any of your live shows. And I wonder, do you, do you play that song on tour? Well, we have. We, we did on that gospel tour, and then for this tour, I put a little bit of a different band together. And so we have a, a different set list, but now that we've got one weekend of the Marin Morse tour under our belt, I will start changing the set list up on the old boys. Yeah. <laughs> start adding some songs, you know. But uh yeah, so we we will be doing We Shall Rise. Um man, I like it too. I, I it, it was crazy that song when I got ready to do a gospel album, my management said, you know, I think it's a good idea. I don't know exactly what we're gonna do with it. And uh I said, well, we'll let it, it'll, it'll guide itself, I believe. Right. And so that song, We Shall Rise, somehow the radio team chose it to just kind of push to, you know, AAA radio stations. And, uh, man, it did really well on, on the Americana charts. It got up to number nine or ten or so uh, on the Americana radio charts. And, uh, you know, and that's that's not gospel music radio. <laughs> no kidding. So, well, and then uh, Ram also used it in in a, a a little campaign commercial campaign they had from january to march i believe and uh you know it's like i said it's 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 music for folks whether you're spiritual or not but of course for me it is it really is it's for everybody and it's it's amazing and i guess i picked the single again tug on this one just there you go but uh, i nice tell you work. what but i tell you what i think the atlanta falcons should blast that thing over come the on, stadium you know i mean it kind of goes with their on. thing too you know come on arthur blank if you're listening let's get come into this on. we let's shall get this rise fixed thing. but uh yeah it's yeah, great that, it's that great song will fire you up now yeah well good disgraces <laughs> yeah. the whole thing well man we're talking about uh, your cousin Dave, a little bit earlier, he produced your Grammy-nominated Shine on a Rainy Day. That made it to 17 on the Billboard charts and the country uh, albums charts. So that's a lot of positivity in one place. you got this new gospel record that you can just feel the vibe on it. That's the thing that I like to see is that artists, when kind of the worlds come together a little bit, whether it's how you're raised or how you see it now and you know bringing the family element in there, this has to be, I don't know if it's your most special record, but it's got to be one of those that's got to be right up there. The Shine On Rainy Day album? That well, one, but then this one, but, too. But this one, this new one, too, yeah. I mean, oh, I actually yeah. was talking your, about the one that got Grammy nominated, but but this one, too. Yeah, well, you know, all I have ever wanted to do when I, when I finally understood that, all right, I can make a living making music, is I've just always ever wanted to keep my lights on. And so I've been <laughs> able to do that for almost 20 years now. <clears throat> and uh, and and it's a, I, I had toured for, for about five years until my daughter was born in 2014 and then i stopped touring for a couple of years and i was just gonna write focus on writing for other people and i was able to make a good living still and i still do uh writing for other people you know and uh luke bryan mm-hmm. he recorded a couple songs that, that we've written together and that i wrote uh by myself and uh miranda lambert and a bunch of folks but what was wild is uh so after my daughter was born Dave calls a couple years later, and he goes, hey, man, I'm putting together this concept album. It's called Southern Family, 
and I thought it'd only be appropriate yep. for me to have my little punk cousin be a part of it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so Dave and I had not worked in that capacity. I had written with some folks that he had been producing, but we had not worked in, as producer artist together since that first album in 2006, uh, the No Place Left to Leave album. And so <clears throat> when I get in the studio, I record a song called Down Home for that compilation album and it's it's a, a project that has multiple artists on it chris stapleton is on there miranda and a bunch of folks zach brown that's and, right uh, and so but when we got in the studio we knew immediately that man we gotta we need to make another album together and uh, i already had a pile of songs and so we made that that became shine on rainy day and that was the first album that i did that after i had become a dad and so that album was and each album since has that album started it was for to if something were to happen to me and I wasn't around anymore, here's who your daddy was to my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. here's who I am, this is where I'm from. And then each album has been that way. Keep them on their toes. Or Providence Canyon was, was here's some stories about the characters in your daddy's life. And then keep them on their toes is well here's what your daddy thinks about and then this gospel album is here's what your daddy believes in yeah and that's just the way each album has been for me for some reason thankfully folks are interested enough to to want to come out to the shows and listen to it you know i would ask you only one question do people outside of the southeast know what keeping your lights on means this episode of braves country is sponsored by our braves fan friends down at century 21 solomon properties in savannah georgia servicing the historic downtown savannah area the island area and atlanta's beach beautiful tybee island georgia call joel solomon today 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. I would ask you only one question. Do people outside of the Southeast know what keeping your lights on means? <laughs> I'm just trying to pay the power bill. I know. I know. <laughs> but down South, we always say that, man. I got I to gotta make enough to keep lights on. Like, that is something my mom and daddy used to say, too. So outside of – and my wife's from New York. She had to learn some of the some oh, of the man. lingo. I, yeah, hey, boy, somebody's got to keep the lights on That's exactly here, right. That's, That's exactly what... right. It's so spot on. That's why I said outside of the Southeast, they might not know what that means. Now they know. Right. And, and fixing twos another one yeah man that's what i was talking to my daughter she came up with me a couple weeks ago and uh she's out you know out of school for summer break and so i brought her up here to nashville with me to go to rehearsals and just hang out with me daddy daughter work work week and then she rode to texas with us 12 hours to dallas on the spreader van 
and uh, she's eight or will be eight in a couple months. And uh, she did really good. She, she's a road pup. She'll be a road dog soon. But <laughs> mm-hmm. she had a uh, she had her Nintendo Switch, uh, which she didn't play the whole trip. But I brought it just in case, in case she got a little bored. But I was telling her, baby, you have no idea. Back when I was a kid. We weren't happy to bring a switch with us on a trip. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's a bad day. <laughs> Speaking of fixing, yeah, you yeah. fixing to go pick you a peach tree switch? That's right. Was Absolutely. Me, you know? That's a that's and, bad and, news. And, uh, it was not a good thing, and uh, she just could not wrap her mind around it. Well, why are you calling it a switch? I don't know why we called it a switch, baby. I just know I didn't want to go pick one. Because that's what Grandma told me to go get a couple times. Yeah, and right. and yes, I always sir. brought back a little old bitty one, and she's like, uh-uh, you go pick another one. Uh, well, well, see, that I was, I was just talking to somebody about this. Yeah, you would try to get the little thin one, but you always messed up if you did that, because then that thing would wrap around your leg. You know, like a whip. That's exactly right. We're talking with Brent Cobb here on the Braves Country Podcast. And, Brent, our mutual friend D-Rock down on the Bear, Mr. Dustin Fordham down in uh-huh. Thomaston, Georgia. Yeah, Thomaston, Georgia's best. He was telling me that your dad had a country band called Slaughter Creek back in the day. And that when uh, right. when you were young, they I guess they opened for George Jones quite a bit. But then he, uh-huh. en- he uh-huh. ended that. I guess your dad ended that to be home as a father. That he wrote a song called Country Bound that he used to play with that band. And that you played that song with your dad on stage at a very special moment in your career is all that true would yes. you tell would you tell the rest of that story yeah well uh, well I'll, I'll start it sort of at the beginning I'll, I'll make it as quick as I can but so yeah 92 daddy opened for George Jones and Chubby Checker and from in the late 80s through the mid 90s he had that band Slaughter Creek was the creek that I grew up on on the back side of my grandparents property anyway well, one of the people that he opened for during that time was Doug Stone. And uh, awesome. Doug Stone's mom loved my dad and, and forced her son, Doug, to listen to it. And so Doug listened, and he flew my dad to Nashville in 92. And Doug took him around the Giant Records and uh, all these different agencies. And I can remember, I grew up in a single-wide trailer, and I can remember listening to my parents talk in the kitchen around the kitchen table about okay well if you go on the road and tour you're gonna be gone this amount and uh you know those single wide walls are thin and uh anyhow so daddy decided not to do it because i was seven my sister was three and he, he still played music on the weekends uh in order as a secondary income to keep our lights on and uh <clears throat> well and around that same time we went up to cleveland where my mom was from and it's the first time I ever saw snow, which is probably why I can remember this so well. But my dad and my mama's brother, my Uncle Brian, wrote this song, Country Bound. And it was about my uncle wanting to get out of the big city of Cleveland, Ohio, and move down south to south Georgia, rural Georgia. He wanted to get out of the get out of the city and go to the woods. So I always loved that song. And it was the first song I ever witnessed being wrote. So when my opportunity came in 20. 20- 17 to make my grand old opry debut i thought it would only be appropriate to do it if i'm going to do it where country music got its start i should do it with what song got my start and which that is country bound and it was on that shadow rainy day album so i invited daddy to come sing that song that he wrote all those years ago um, on the grand old opry stage for my debut that year and it was a really special moment. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. I and you know it's so funny because there's just something about daddies that when they worked their fingers to the bone and and your daddy had a, an opportunity to maybe live a dream, but but he gave that up yes, for sir. his own family, and that's what a daddy does. Well, we've always felt like part of the reason why 
I may have these opportunities that I've had over the past several years is because of him making the right decision, you know. So these are sort of blessings that are, you know, it's uh, we're all very thankful and and never we never take for granted how how blessed we all are, you know. Brent Cobb, I know you also paused your own touring career when your daughter was born and you moved home to Georgia from Nashville to get near your family again. And uh, was that a direct result of what you learned from your dad doing the same thing for you when you were young, do you think? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know if it was so much that as it was. We didn't move back until I had started touring again, and and I got so busy, and it was just so much on my wife to be up here in Nashville where there aren't, we didn't have any other family really, and and I wanted my daughter to kind of grow up like I did, you know, mm-hmm. and in that same little country church and, and just around the little hometown community. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Home has become not vacation, but it's it's sort of like vacation now because I go out and I go on the road and I work, and then I come home and I'm home home. You yeah. know, I don't have a whole lot to do. I, I've got a few boards I need to replace and stuff like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but right. For the most part, we get to kind of stretch out a little bit when I'm home. There, there's another Southern ends we'll stretch out. It's another <laughs> yes, <one>. sir. <laughs> That's about as Southern as it gets, stretch out. I love it. Gosh, I love it. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, I can talk about it because, it, you know, my wife's from New York and she doesn't have, you know, she ain't got the same accent I do. She, as a matter of fact, she don't really even have an accent at all. And, and my son, and it, it breaks my heart a little bit that he ain't got no accent at all either. And, um, and, and, and it bothers me, man. I know that sounds insane, but it does. Well, just bring him down to Richland, Georgia, and drop him off for a couple of weeks. He'll pick it up real quick. I bet. <laughs> He'll pick it right. I love it. You know, uh, you, you talked about being out on the uh, on the road. You got Chris Stapleton called you up, took you out on the road for nearly three years, as you mentioned. You know, what was that like? Because I, I mean, Chris Stapleton. I mean, that's that's pretty much top of the top for country music right now. I mean, Man, he's he's one of the biggest artists there is. It was insane. It would have been amazing anyway, but it just so happened to be. At right when he blew up, right when that moment happened with Justin Timberlake at the CMA Awards, uh, his wife, Morgan, is actually from Moultrie, Georgia, which is where my wife and I got married. And she was who invited me to come out for those first shows and, and got me. She loved that album, Shine on Rainy Day, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> was kind enough to invite me out on, on the road. But, man, it was crazy. The first show we did with him was in 2016, and things were really starting to stir pretty good but it was you know it was like small amphitheaters and then as the years progressed we saw it live happen where it just it went from playing to 5,000 people to playing for 20,000 people Mm -hmm. and uh the just his show you know it's pretty much just a a trio and then it's a four-piece with his wife Mm -hmm. and they don't do anything special they just stand up there and play music and it's it's something that I had already been going after it for 10 years. For those years, so many years, it was, you have to do it this way, and you got to dance, and you got to entertain, and all this. And I knew that you could just go out there and make music. And so to have somebody like Chris and see it work as well as it did and as big as it did, it gave someone like me, who has always just considered himself a songwriter, hope that, okay, I know this can work. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty it reminds me of George Strait on stage. George Strait don't dance around. George Strait gets up there with his guitar and sings the songs that everybody loves. That's it. 
That's hey, I'm a I'm a firm believer is it, that if the song is great, it all starts with the song, and if it's great, then you can't mess it up. Exactly right, man. Whiskey Myers recorded one of your songs. It's on the uh, show Yellowstone, which uh, my wife and I we watched the first episode, but that's the only one we could watch because uh, we didn't have that Paramount Plus, and we uh-huh. didn't want to pay another subscription, so we only got we only got to watch the one episode. But I hear it's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm told. Yeah, right. but, I actually just wrote with Luke Grimes the other day from that show. Really. I, and I'm glad I don't watch it because I'd have probably been starstruck. Yeah, so that's funny. Well, how did how did they pick up your song and and then include it? How did that work out? Well, I've known Whiskey Myers for a long, long time. Uh, they recorded a song called Bar Guitar and a Honky Tonk Crowd that I wrote when I was 16, and uh, it's one of their biggest songs to this day. And uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know how. I think. Uh, after a while, once you've been doing it so long, people just kind of all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, I know Brent. Oh yeah, I know Brent too." <laughs> so they, yeah. you know, you just kind of creep into people's lives and then onto their network shows and then on their Braves uh, radio. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I guess so, man. I tell you, it all runs together. Right? Just keep going. Big you old spider web. It's, it's all who you know. You know, I'm just trying to make friends out here. That's exactly right. I know you got a big event uh, at the Ryman in Nashville called Georgia on My Mind, and Amy Rave Indigo Girls comes out for that. It's a big uh, fundraiser for the Georgia Music Foundation. That's my favorite thing is when people, they leave Georgia, but they don't leave behind who they are, and they represent the state of Georgia and the, and the things that they love and the, that they know. Absolutely. No, it's uh, we. This the third year that Amy and I have gotten to host that event, and the first year, of course, we had quarantine going on, so we did it live stream from Capricorn and Macon, and uh, and then we did a live event the next year. But this is the first year that we've been able to do it back uh, at the Ryman, and the reason we choose the Ryman is because it's so a lot of the musicians that tour they live in Nashville, and so if you do an event on a Tuesday, it's hard for a artist to say no. <laughs> if you're doing it you corner them in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, I, you don't have an excuse. I know. I know you can do this. I know you're around. But, uh, but no, it benefits a music education in in Georgia, and uh, which is really important, like which began this conversation. You know, for me, I didn't have a whole lot going on. It's pretty bored sometimes, but music was always on the radio or I was learning how to play it. And I think that... Uh, it's important for rural kids like myself to have that outlet, you know, and, and be able to pick up an instrument. So that's what it is. We've raised over six hundred grand over the last few years. Goodness. Impressive. And, uh, and it, it all it all goes to music education. Yeah. Georgia. The Georgia Music Foundation, they actually gave a, an award to uh, one of our dear friends and, and Scott, one of Scott Mullen's best friends, Kevin Kenny, at the show this year. Uh-huh. It's the uh, Flame Keeper Award, and it's it goes to someone who's consistently and constantly represented the state of Georgia it, with, you know, obviously through Kevin's music. I remember as a kid listening to Driving and Crying, Kevin was one of the first songwriters that I really related to because he wasn't necessarily considered country uh, stylistically, but his lyrics were uh, some of the country's lyrics. I, it sounded like where I grew up at, you know. And so Kevin's just been, he's a legend. I mean, he, he can go anywhere and people know who Kevin Kenny is. He's been doing it for so long. So the award was presented to him because of that, because he just stayed so consistent. Like you said, you know, you can leave the state of Georgia, but you can't get the state of Georgia out of your heart. Yeah.
Yeah, you take the boy out of Georgia, but you ain't taking Georgia out of the boy. Right. Brent, I want to tell you, uh, Kevin Kenny is so actually proud of that award. You know, uh, he, he posted about it. He de- he rarely posts on social media or whatever, but he, he did right away. And then it's right there on his mantle now with his uh, Georgia Music Hall of Fame award and his gold record. So uh, he, he's proud of that, man. And, and I think I'm everybody's amazing. everybody appreciates you doing that. So thank you for putting that together. Absolutely. Proud to do it. And we're talking with Brent Cobb on the Braves Radio Network, and I wondered before we talk about a couple other things and close out here, uh, is there anything else about the Atlanta Braves you want to go on the record uh, right here on the official Braves Radio Network? You know, I mean, you got a favorite Braves personal memory or a favorite moment in history? Like I said, it's exciting to be a Braves fan or Georgia sports fan right now. Anyway, it feels like it was when I was a kid a little bit. Um, and, yeah, the, me- the memory, if you could have seen our house, in 95, <laughs> it, 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 uh, the tension was thick. <laughs> Mama from Cleveland, Betty from Georgia, you yeah, know. Yeah. <clears throat> that's no, awesome. that's about it, man. I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I feel very blessed to have grown up in the life of, of, I've had. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's never lost on me. Yeah. I got to take my kids to a game, though. They've never gone yet. I, I can't wait to take. Boy, Tuck is going to love it. He's three, and, and Lila will love it, too. But, but I'm, I'm really excited to take them to their first game one of these days. Heck, yeah, man. There's nothing better. I can remember the first ball game I ever took my son to. It was actually the very first game was the Chattanooga Lookouts game because I'm from, from northwest Georgia up in Dalton. We were living up there at the time. But I remember the first Braves game was at Turner Field, and there was about the third inning. And believe it or not, even in, in Georgia, it was snowing, a little spitting snow that day. It was, it was like uh, wow. it was the opening series, and uh, just happened to have to, to land some tickets to go. And uh, we get there, and it's freezing cold. And this line drive foul ball comes right at us and i throw up my hand just enough to block the ball because i've tried to catch it but that thing's it mean that thing was moving about 110 miles an hour so i I didn't get a good grip on it as you might imagine and uh and my son still to this day gives me uh grief about it because he's he wants to play baseball in college he's about turn 18 and and uh, and he's like you're telling me you couldn't catch a foul ball that's what you're telling me dad (laughs) yeah yeah, i'm telling you but ain't nothing better than the kids and, and going to a braves game the other the other great thing is eating barbecue and local food. That's one thing that we always talk about on this um, on this podcast, the Braves Country Podcast. Is where are your best places to grab something? Meet and three, whether in Nashville, at home, or in the Southeast, barbecue or a meet and three that you love to go to. All right, there's a place in in uh, Americus, Georgia. That I'm telling you now, I've traveled the world for a living for, for the last 16 years. The best home cooking. In our country, for sure, is at Gladys's Kitchen in America's Georgia. They have a dessert. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's called a butter roll. Uh-uh. And it is, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it to you. It's its like my wife had a, a bite her first time, and she's like, oh, my God, it's like little little bites of heaven. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. And uh, But also their turnip greens. I, I didn't yes, like sir. turnips growing up as a kid, and then the first time I had turnips from Gladys's that taste like fried chicken or something. And Goodness. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just go to Gladys's and order a plate of, of turnips, and, and that's all I'll have. But, so Gladys's Kitchen, and in, in Nashville, you got to go to Pepper Fire. In my opinion, I know there's a Hattie B's in Atlanta now with yeah. Nashville hot chicken. Hattie B's is good, uh, but Pepper Fire is, is my go-to in Nashville. If anybody is 
on the road for a trip to Nashville, try to go to Pepper Fire. And also, their collard greens are the best collard greens I've ever had in my life. I, I guess I'm just going to name Southern cooking. There you go. Hey, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, well, you know, barbecue, man, <clears throat> you know how it is. Everybody's yeah. – I grew up with the Kinchifuni Wildlife Club, and which was my, my dad is a member of, and, and they make their own barbecue. And I grew up shopping for, for uh, barbecue sales. And so uh, that's my favorite barbecue, which you can purchase at the Kinchifuni Wildlife Club in Western County. <laughs> that's a good day <laughs> right there. Have you ever been to yeah. Brown's Diner? I bring this up occasionally. There's only a few people oh, who know yeah. about Brown's Diner in Nashville. Yeah, I've been to Brown's Diner once or twice. Uh, we actually went to Brown's Diner to start my bachelor trip the year I got married. Oh, boy. And, good start. Uh, so I don't have very clear memories of Brown's Diner. <laughs> but, uh, it's a trailer. I know that. I, I've been there. <laughs> it is a trailer. They serve beer and and uh, they definitely have hot dogs. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. They do. It's, it's good living. It's a, it's a staple, though. It is good yes, living. Sir. Ain't no doubt about it. What about Sweat Soul Food on the west side over there? You ever now, been to Sweat? I, I was going to mention Sweat's. But I had to mention Gladys's first. But yes, yeah. if you're in Nashville, I highly recommend going to Sweats. It's been a Nashville staple since the '50s. Uh, cafeteria style. You can always get fried chicken. Uh, always. You can always get gravy. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, it's not a days of the week thing. They got everything every day. Yeah. And uh, and, and uh, yeah, and also Wendell Smiths in Nashville. Oh if you're yeah. Looking for some good down home. Country cooking, Wendell Smiths is also a and just the vibe in there too. It's so it's like stepping into the past. Wendell Smiths there. Yeah, it feels like you walked straight into '86 or something. Yeah, and, the, and I think <laughs> the prices are still kind of '86. They, they you know? changed. That's right. Boy, they write their menu out every day too on the on a little piece of paper. It's love really places. Good. I love places like that, man. It's been so great talking to you. I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time out to uh, to speak with us and hang hang with us and 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 we're big fans, both Scott and I, man. South of Atlanta is one of my favorite songs. In like, I, it's one of my favorite all time songs. Made my wife from New York. I was like, you need to listen to this song because this kind of describes the way I feel about living in in the state of Georgia and. Uh, I hope you'll come by here by the the Braves Radio Network studios here at the uh, the Battery Atlanta at Truist Park and man, bring a guitar, maybe pick a, a couple songs and and just hang. Absolutely. Thank y'all very much for having me. I would love to. Yeah, and folks, make sure you get Brent Cobb's new <laughs> Southern Gospel album. And now let's turn the page. Go to his website right now, uh, BrentCobbMusic.com. All the links are there. And uh, make sure you see him on tour, stopping north of Atlanta in my hometown of Alpharetta, Georgia. Check out the rest of the tour dates on BrentCobbMusic.com. Brent Cobb, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're officially part of the Braves Country Podcast family, and you know you're welcome back anytime. Thank y'all. Looking forward to it. Y'all take care. You thank too, you buddy. Thank you very much. You, man. All God right, bless man. You, Go Braves. <laughs> Go Braves. Go, Go dogs. Second boy. Attaboy. Second. <laughs> See you, bud. Take, take care. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherdsmen, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out 
thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 